Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive. I'm Sarah, and these podcasts are here to inspire and encourage you to find your daily drive in Jesus. Today I'm interviewing Barbara. Welcome, Barbara. Hello. Or Nan. (laughs) Let's start off first today by saying, is there anything fun and interesting about you that you could share? I know that I've uh, I've lived till till I'm nearly 85 years of age. I've had 11 11 moves in 17 years of marriage and had about at least seven different types of businesses. Barbara, can you tell us about how you came to meet your husband? Yes. Uh, actually, we used to go camping every year at a place called National Park in New South Wales. We used to camp at, at Audley there and there was other families had tents and camped there and uh, there was a family there, uh, the Wells used to camp there. They had a son called Robert. Anyhow, uh, he was about 13 and I was a year older than him. I was 14. We didn't get on very well at all. We used to play cricket and he used to aim the ball for me at me <laughs> when he hit it and that. But but anyhow, um, we used to camp there every year for many years and, and we ended up falling in love <laughs> and, um, and and getting married. He was 19 when we were married and I was 20. They do actually always say that the boys that pick on you are the ones that like you. He used to pick me, he used to aim, when he hit the ball, he'd hit it to, to me, try and hit me. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about when you first became a Christian, because you haven't always been a Christian. No, I haven't. Uh, my mother used to send me to uh, Sunday school when I was young, but I never ever heard about uh, needing to ask Jesus into your heart. I heard a lot of preaching and a lot of uh, stories about the Bible, but no one ever said that to me. Mm. Uh, Kerry, my daughter, uh, when she was 17, she accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour. And we were moving that time to Port Macquarie and she was involved in the Anglican Church. She was secretary to one of the ministers. When we moved to Port Macquarie, Kerry told him we were moving there. So he came to visit us and he invited us to church. My husband had, uh, as a boy, been confirmed and gone right through the Anglican Church but never accepted Jesus as his Lord. Anyhow, the minister said to me, I'll invite you to come to church. And my husband had said, you can't go to church, you haven't been confirmed. Sid Walsh was the name of the minister and he said to me, look, I've got an adult confirmation happening in a month's time. Would you like to be confirmed? We've got the mayor of Port Macquarie in an adult uh, confirmation. Would you like to be confirmed? And I said, yes, I would. And when I went through the the confirmation uh, booklet and that, uh, Ken Welsh led me to the Lord and I accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour. After I accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour, we went to uh, Israel it, on a tour. I was invited to go along and I was baptised in the River Jordan. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, I was fully fully emerged in the, in the River Jordan. That would have been an amazing experience. It was. It was. So today you and I are going to have a bit of a conversation about fasting. Right. And I think in today's society, quite a few people can be a bit scared of fasting or they're a bit unsure about, you know, is it very, very spiritual or how do I go about fasting? And so I'm really excited that you and I get to have a conversation about what is fasting, some practical steps and some encouragement from someone who has fasted for quite a long time before. So would you mind telling us and starting off with your experience of fasting? Because I know you have a great story to tell. Okay, well, when I was, I was a very young Christian and, and I was in the Anglican church, Easter was coming up anyhow, 
uh, we were asked to give up something for Easter on our spiritual journey. It was explained to us that, you know, if we gave up food and spent that time that we would be eating food, reading our Bible and just seeking a relationship with God. And so I thought, oh, yes, I'll give up something. So I'd given up chocolates and lollies and cakes and biscuits. I thought I can do that Mm. for the the Easter period, which I did. But after the Easter period, I had this overwhelming thought come into my heart and into my spirit about giving it up because my husband wasn't saved and give up until my husband came to the Lord, just Mm -hmm. to be a continuous fast until he came to the Lord. And it took 10 years. 10 years. Yes, 10 years, all but two days. Mm. but he accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour before he died. So praise God. And was that a hard journey for you, that 10 years of... Actually, it's just amazing. When you decide to do something in God, especially in fasting, God helps you through it. Mm. I can't explain exactly how he was helping me through it, but that desire for those things, after a while, I found I I didn't have that real overwhelming desire to eat chocolates and lollies and Mm. things. And actually, the longer I'd done it, the easier it seemed to get. Yeah, and you are someone who loves their sweets. Yes, I do. I love chocolate. Bible say to us about fasting? The Bible explains to us that what fasting is, this is my interpretation of it, is that we give up something so that we can start a spiritual journey with God, especially if we want to seek the Lord for something in our lives, if there's something happening in our lives that we're concerned about. And I find that if you you give up something of, you know, really give up something, you can spend that time praying about it. And I find that the Bible d- does tell us that, you know, when we're really seeking God and we give up something like this and fast, we concentrate more on our prayer life and seeking God. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be food, does it? No, you can give up uh, just something. You might. Some people give up watching TV. Mm. Some people uh, say, "Well, you know, I, uh, you know, I go to the, been going to the gym every night. I, I'm going to take off one night a week and spend it seeking God and seeing where God's leading me in my life." For those of us that are out there, listeners, that are wanting to fast and we have never fasted before and we're a little bit scared of where to start, do you have any practical steps about what you do during fasting or where to begin? Well, the thing is this, to be very careful. Our bodies do need nourishment Mm. and we've got to be careful not to overdo it. And I, I think anybody who wants to start fasting, start something small, just say, okay, I'll give up chocolate or I might give up uh, uh, morning tea or, and I'll spend that time, you know, seeking God. But that's what fasting's about. You do it to seek a closer relationship with God. And uh, so you've got to spend that time doing something else. Before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? Yes, I'd like to say that, you know, if you've never experienced fasting, give it a go because it's just amazing how as you wait on God, you will sense that that presence, you know, like if you make fasting not just something to do, but make it, I'm going to spend the time reading my Bible and seeking God. Thank you for joining us, Barbara. You're most welcome. It's been lovely. It has been lovely. Thanks so much for listening today, everyone. If you want more inspiration and encouragement, you can head to our Instagram account at Her Daily Drive. Until next time, have a wonderful week.